Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 486. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football tonight, Canadian football, CFL. Uh, Canadian football? Continental football. Continental Football League. I love the sound of that. Wouldn't that be cool? CFL, Continental Football League. Uh, Yeah, just let's drop the name Canadian because, uh, you know what, too many people are emotionally attached to it, and for no good reason. Um, they think that that actually means that you must have Canadians on the team, which we know is, is a fallacy. You don't have to do that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Okay. Anyhow, we're not going to go into that diatribe right now because we'll, well, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get into it. We've always get it. We get into it every show. Uh, it's about the ratio and, uh, how we sh- can or cannot do it. There's a couple of ways that you can do it. First off, Put demanding players onto the onto the roster just because of their nationality is stupid, um, archaic, and a few other things I I don't really want to say. But if you want to see Canadians on a football team, how about designating certain positions, and then everybody in the league has to have a kicker that's a Canadian, or the free safety is a Canadian, or um, the center, or you know something like this where that that position, regardless, regardless of what it is, is a Canadian. Okay. You can do that. It's still going to cause some headaches in the fact that saying this, this league is still not like, it's still not fair. People need to fight for their position regardless of their nationality. So I, I don't like that idea anymore. Um, But you need to be Canadians are going to be in the CFL no matter what, because there's some fucking good Canadian football players and that's just a simple fact. And, I mean, they're already in the, there, what is there, 28 of them in the in, in NFL? And I know there's no ratio down there. How did they get 28 players into the NFL? They must be good because that's supposed to be the best league in this world. Anyhow, um, yeah, so let's talk about something else. I don't know what else is it. Hmm, there's nothing else to talk about. So let's bring in the panel and we'll figure out what we're going to do. I mean, football season's like right around the corner. Oh, yeah, we got a CBA that we're going to talk about. We have to talk about the CBA. There's lots on the CBA to talk about. Um, the, the fucking Players Association is telling students not or students, players not to uh, not to report. I mean, can you believe that? They're telling them not to report to training camp. I mean, we've just lost the season. We've had a truncated season without a training camp, and the football sucks. And now they're telling them not to go to training camp? These guys are fucking moronic. Okay, uh, mics are open. Uh, welcome to the show, Charles. How you doing? I am doing good. Sitting here and just enjoying the evening. It's, and it's this uh, BS about... Here. Yes, it is. It's, well, it's not bad down here. I mean, it's not raining. It's not sunny or anything, but at least it's not raining. But Okay. If it's not raining, I'll take it. Okay. Yep. So yep, you but, were saying uh, Yeah, it's, uh, 
interesting with this whole uh, CBA nonsense. And I'm still of the opinion that this strike vote and all this not reporting is nothing more than posturing. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah, look at no, today, I, I they've been, they, they, met, they met all day today, and all of a sudden the doom and gloom has kind of disappeared and everything seems to be back on track. So uh, it was all a bunch of posturing, uh, a.k.a. a bluff. But, hey, it happens in all labor negotiations, not just in sports, but in all things. So uh, we what? not really well, shouldn't be really all that surprised. And, and anybody who's intelligent is not surprised. Right? I mean, we all knew what was going on. The league asked for a 10-year contract with no uh, increases to the salary cap. Well, what idiot is going to think that's going to fly? Yeah. And I'm sure the league, when they made that pitch, knew it wasn't going to fly. They knew it wasn't going anywhere. They're not stupid. That's how labor negotiations work. In your first... um, in your first uh, proposal, you ask for the moon. You know you're not going to get it. It's called the starting point. Well, yeah, because there's, you always you ask for the moon, as you say, and then there's also a bunch of other things in there that you do want, and they're willing to give you those to get this one off the table. Right. Okay? So, you know, maybe they're going to accept... Uh, pads in practice again. Or maybe they're going to accept, you know, a, a, a five-year CBA instead of a, a 10 or instead of a 1. Right? So, you know, it, it, you're right. It's a starting point. But it's also a, a negotiating tool in which to do, try to get some little things in there to, so that the other side can show us some good faith and say, okay, we're going to agree with this, this, and this, but this is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I'm sure they, they came out with a lot of high-end uh, demands. And instead of the um, Players Association running to the media and crying and whining and saying, look how mean the big bad owners are, why don't they just counter-propose and say, look, you guys are morons, let's try this, this, and this, and uh, okay, let's get down, get back down to the table. Yeah. And, but this whole whole running to the media thing just pisses me off because it's, it, uh, it's nobody's concern. I despise it in any labor negotiation when they do that because, quite frankly, when either side starts going to the media, nothing good comes of it. It just seems to make the situation worse. What also gets me and it's really annoying. Right? Yeah. That's usually an act of desperation. Personal belief. William, William, welcome to the show. Yes. How are you doing? I'm good. Feeling better, my friend? I'm good. Well, I'm feeling okay. Better, but not you know, great. I want to talk. No, I want to digress for a minute. I want to talk. I want to. I know it's a football show. I want to talk about hockey for a little bit. Um, I'm watching Why? the Flames in Dallas in their series, and I got a question. I've only got one question for Charles, because he okay. would know. I know Christopher. You don't have a clue. How did don't the Canucks? How did the Canucks ever let Calgary sign Markinson? Markstrom. This guy. I, I, this guy. I, this guy is absolutely incredible. 
Okay. I, I, I shook my head at that. I, 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 I still am dumbfounded by that. I'm completely – he might be, if not the best goalie in the league, one of the top three or four, and to let him Absolutely. walk for nothing made me – I just – beyond me. And he has been lights out in this series for Calgary, okay? Yes, like, he has. It's incredible. It's incredible how good he's been. Mm-hmm. So, he's a goaltender, Christopher, just so you know. Um, anyways, I, let's talk about – I assume let's that. About, I like goalies. I about, used to be one. Yeah, let's talk about CFL. You know what? If they decide to go on strike, they're retarded. I'm sorry. Okay? Once again, I'm going to go go on the record and saying, so what happens when you put football players in charge of these things? Okay? They think they're smart, and they come up with, with ideas like striking after you've had two ser- seasons of shit, and the league is not making money, and you're going to go on strike. Like, okay, guys, whatever. Like, like you have, you don't have, you don't have anything to bargain with. Nothing, nothing. Play a full season and then take it from there. Sign a one-year contract. Sign a two-year contract. I don't care. Just you need to get on with it for a couple of for a couple of seasons. Okay. Well, I I personally think I don't want no one or two years CBA. It should be a three-year CBA with no increase. To, to sell it and just say, look, like, let's go get over the hump. Let's get through this. And, and, and then we'll, we'll talk about this, this, and this. Right. And right now I, I, I think that that's the best that the players are going to get. Right. I mean, the, the, the TSN contract is up in five years. So there's no point in negotiating anything to do with that. There's no, no, no reason to deal with, you know, d- talk about any type of revenue sharing because nothing's going to change from where you are right now. And last CBA, you got revenue sharing on what was happening. So I think you should be really happy that you're not losing that. Because right. I, I, and I heard one of the complaints the right now. And I heard one of the complaints uh, from the players was that revenue sharing uh, was not going to see any substantial um, increase until the TSN deal comes up. Well, no kidding. Exactly. We've just been through a global pandemic. The revenues are not good. You've you got see, to rebuild it. You know what? Here's the thing for me, and and I and I talk about this all the time. You get twenty-something-year-old guys. Say they're in their first year or their second year of their contract. And they're going to make fifty, sixty thousand dollars plus plus their their per diem every day, plus their living allowance, which these guys get. Okay, so they're making a pretty decent living for a twenty-something year old. I don't living care with mom. who you. I don't care who you are. If you come out of university with a a minor degree, that's about the kind of money you're going to make. Okay, working in the real world, if not a lot less, and it's. It's a whole year thing, not six months. So shut the fuck up, make some money, and play football. Come on. It's just like, wow. People are fucking greedy. It's ridiculous. It is. And and they have to realize that they're not all-star football players or they would be in the NFL, okay? uh And 
you know, I don't, I don't mean that in any disrespect to Canadian football because it's not. But if you were an absolutely amazing receiver, you'd be playing in the NFL. If you're you'd be Chase Claypool making millions of dollars. And you get that salary. You're getting that salary, and you still have another half a year where you can work at something else and make even more money. Well, I mean, these guys have the ability to make a hundred thousand dollars a year at at twenty two, twenty three years old if they just use their fucking brains. And not a lot of twenty two year olds make a hundred grand a year. Sorry. No, no, very, very, very few. Right? I mean, it's just not reality. Nope. Nope. So, whatever. I I don't understand what they want or where there is a problem. And I understand the cost of living is going up and this and that everything else. Yeah, as it is, you don't have to get physical at practice anymore. Okay? That's what I I personally... Well, that's one of the arguments. Well, that's one of the arguments. Is that the owners yeah. want to go back to the owners want to go back to um, contact, contact practices. practices? Yeah, and yeah. I have no problem with that. When you're a little kid playing growing up, you have contact practice. This is professional football. Why shouldn't you have well, contact I, practice? I under, but I understand. I understand that they should know the contact by now. Okay, I'm not saying eliminate it completely, but but I mean, it, it's it's hard on guys to go full contact all the time. They wear out. Okay, but you know, okay, one nobody's day, arguing hurt anybody. So nah, yeah, have one contact a week. At least get some contact practicing during the week. Because I I watch some of these guys when they play football and they don't know how to tackle anymore. Okay, they dive at people's feet. They don't wrap people up, and that's because. They don't practice they have, it, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a memory, it's a muscle memory thing, okay? That's what it is. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyways, have we started the? Uh, we started the uh the sword I'm looking for. The agenda? Yeah. That's the one. No. No, we have we're just talking away. Yep. Uh, CFLPA advises players not to travel for training camp. CFL to make new CBA offer on Wednesday. CFLPA advises players not to travel to training camp. CFL to make new CBA offer on Wednesday. So, yep, yeah. Did uh? Well, they got to make some kind of offer so they can find something, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I said. I think they're going to find. And and the reports that I saw were that you know it was a positive day of negotiations. Mm-hmm. Everybody left on a good note. Uh, they're scheduled to start again tomorrow morning. There were some successes. They're still far apart. Uh, yeah, they're still far apart. We've got seven days left before we have to be in the, the CBA is gone, isn't it? 
Is it? No, Tuesday it's uh, uh, Saturday. No, no, it's Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then training, and then training camp starts Sunday. Starts is on Sunday. Is it training Sunday. camp or is that rookie camp? That's right. When's the rookie no, camp? No, rookie camp's already started. It's already oh, started. Oh, has it? Rookie oh, okay. camp started. Yeah. Rookie uh, camp began today. today. I think. Yeah. Yes. So. I think half yeah, of the so. half the problem why they why they want a new contract is because they keep on showing pictures of uh um <laughs> the bombers president what's his name Wade Miller uh, Wade, Wade Miller. Miller and he hasn't missed a meal in a long time okay <laughs> <laughs> so but whatever Yep. You're you're just not very nice. I know I'm not, but I don't like fat people, and I'm one of them. So <laughs> I don't like myself that much. Okay, so but he's he's like six feet shorter than I am, and he's so fat it's not funny. Uh, he's not short though, is he? I don't know what he is. Yeah, he is short. I stood next to him at the Grey Cup in Calgary in 2018 or 19 or whatever it was, 19, and he's not very tall. He might be he might be 5'10". I don't know. Look up his stats. I am. I, it's not telling me. No? No. No, it's not. Yet. Oh, 5'9". Uh, 5'9". Five nine. Five nine. Five nine. Yeah. Wade Miller. Wade Miller. Five nine. Two hundred. Yeah, he, he's five. Yeah, five nine. Two hundred fifty pounds. Probably. He's five nine and probably three hundred and eighty pounds. Okay, he's a pig. I'm what? That's two hundred and fifty. <laughs> he's not two hundred. If he's two hundred and fifty, I'm one hundred and eighty. Okay. <laughs> like get real. Yeah. He might have been. He might have been that size when he played football. <laughs> but. You know what? It's cool because I'm not a big fan of, you know, the modern-day skinny suits that guys wear. <laughs> Will Miller looks like he wears skinny suits all the time. <laughs> Why am I picking on Wade Miller tonight? Oh, my God. I don't know, but it's it's fine. We've got to pick on somebody. I guess and, so. you know, our, our buddy Todd Mosey, who we haven't talked about in quite some time, Um. He, he put a post up today. To, it's the anniversary of uh, Darian Durant retiring. Yeah, taking <laughs> seventy grand from the Bombers. Yeah, yeah. And they're convinced that that is what opened up the salary space to allow them to sign Adam Big Hill. Uh-huh. So if Darian they Durant had signed them. with the Bombers, they wouldn't have had enough cap space to sign and. Uh, Adam Bagel. They but can yeah, twist it any way they want to twist it. Okay, they still lost seventy grand. <laughs> yeah, for they lost seventy grand. Yeah, hundred percent. I also there was an also uh, a bunch of stuff this week online about how the Bombers have the best defensive line in the CFL, and I argued with that just for the sake of arguing with that. Okay. So, yeah. But everybody was calling. Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I think they do have the. I think they do have the best offensive line in the CFL. No defensive offensive line. Offensive or defense? defensive? Oh, defensive. defensive. Sorry, I thought you said offensive. 
No, no, defensive. That, may, that might be a stretch. I think last year Hamilton was right up there, to be honest with you. Yeah, so, I, I, I agree with that. So, but, you know, but Willie Jefferson is all the hype. So, but whatever. I mean, you can't argue with Bomber fans about anything, so they're turning into Saskatchewan fans. So, anyways, whatever. Uh, yes, I, and I've been saying that for several years. Yeah, well, a couple anyways. A couple yeah, anyways. well, pretty much, yeah. They've, uh, they're a little bit too arrogant. They, they've got that Swaggerville thing happening again, and, and somebody needs to cut their fucking knees out. So, yeah, I, I am really looking forward to going to Winnipeg in August, and I hope the Stamps just fucking kill them, okay? Yeah. Just oh, you're going to Winnipeg in August? Because. Yes, I'm going to Winnipeg in August for a wedding, and I uh, it just so happens that Thursday Winnipeg plays Calgary, and I've always wanted to see IGF, so I'm going to go to the game with my nephew. I was looking at so, seeing maybe the Lions in Calgary this year. I don't know. They're in Calgary right? in August this year. Yeah, I thought about well, making a trip out, road trip out there. Yeah, what? Don't know yet. When that is? August 11th, I, I think it was something like that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, hey, August come on out. I got tickets. I got tickets for you. Cool. Buddy, if you're out here, free so. tickets. Yep. Absolutely. Well, how fucked up? I'm gonna let you know that. Right there, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was just a preliminary. I'm not serious. I just looked at it. So. BC's in Calgary, August 13th, Saturday. Oh, August 13th. Okay. Four o'clock start. I knew it was around there. Yeah, it's afternoon start. Cool. Then I can enjoy the Calgary nightlight, which I don't know even if it even exists. Do they have? I can't remember. Well, do they have? Do they have lights in? Do they have lights in the Van Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> they do, but they don't work. I know. Um, I know they don't have a speaker system anymore. They play. Hey, I got uh, a uh, for you, Charles. Torchlight. Yeah. Okay, so Calgary. Uh, they're in Calgary, August thirteenth, and you just go a little yeah. bit further east, and Friday the nineteenth, they're in Regina. Oh, gee, so I could go to the Lions game in Calgary on the 13th and then drive to Regina and go to the game against the Riders on the 19th. I like that idea. Yeah. It'll be a big yeah. road trip. There you go. I don't know why the hell you'd ever go to Regina, but that's your Just, You know, my, my, my wife just yelled from the other room, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I, and I, I do... Actually, and I, you know... I, I really do want to see IGF to see because everybody tells me that it's such a great stadium, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, that's one stadium I would like to go and see is IGF. That would be a very – because I have heard of that's a good one. So, And apparently my nephew, you can walk from my nephew's house to the stadium. So, so uh, I hate driving in traffic, especially in Winnipeg because the, the speed okay. limit is 50 everywhere in Winnipeg. Charles, okay. I, I have some yep. bad news for you. Okay. Uh, BC, BC in Winnipeg this year, October 28th. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That, that no, just not sounds a cold. It just sounds yeah. cold. Yeah, but what time? I'm not going. Who cares? 5, 
5.30. Period. It's dark. 5.30. Oh, yeah, no, I'm passing. The sun's still up. Yeah. The I'm not going to go to Regina for the Grey dark. Cup. I sure as hell ain't going to go there for a regular season game, especially in uh, – in, uh, Well, I, I don't know. Marcos, you got to get eaten by mosquitoes. You got to save your – you got to save your money for 2024, Charles. We go you have to go back to Hamilton. Oh, yeah, Halifax. No, go right. to Halifax. Halifax. Right. So. I'm counting down the dates for that. <laughs> I see. I cannot oh, well. believe you actually said that. But. Oh, my. Wow. I don't know. I just can't believe you actually said that. Okay. Well, you know, July 29th is BC's in Saskatchewan as well, too. Hmm. See, so they play so that, that twice that, that in like be, four weeks. Yeah, that would be like two road trips. That would be bad. That's not well, a good thing. And, and I mean, I, per- I was, personally, I, I would jump on an airplane and go to Calgary then drive, but that's beside the point. I was talking. I was talking to our old buddy. Come on, what's his name? Today on Messenger. Give me a clue. I will. I still got his post here, so I'll be able to remember it right away as soon what as I get to it. What city he in? What city? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Phil Miller? Uh, no, he's not in Saskatchewan. Um, he's in Calgary. Isn't oh he my not? God! Yes, Morgan Tyson. Okay. Oh right, okay. Morgan. I remember him. And I and I told Morgan, and you guys might he was be a stoned, little offended right? by this. I told Morgan, you guys might be a little offended by this, but I told him I think it's going to be a battle for last place in the West between BC and Saskatchewan this year. So, just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. I, I, I'm not I'm not going to be offended by that and I'm not even going to put up an argument for that because I really don't know but I'm hoping that BC is going to surprise a lot of people with what they've done. And I and the, the question is whether or not Ed, Ed, they can get ahead of Edmonton. I think they can be ahead of Saskatchewan. I just, and it just depends a great deal on this Nathan Rourke. Well, well and if well, he can actually yeah. come and play football, then then I think he can. We can end up in fourth, third, or fourth place in the West. I mean, Saskatchewan signed Charleston Hughes today. Like, really? Yep. He hasn't played football for three fucking years, and he never. And when he did play, he never had a work ethic. He's always been talented. And he's never really had to work hard, but he's 38 now, and he hasn't played football in three years. Come on, really? And you wait and see. He'll be the sack leader this year. <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah, no, my biggest my biggest issue with BC is the quarterback situation. But it's a so, concern. It's yes, not, to me, it's yes. not an issue. It's a concern. It can go one of two ways. And a betting man would bet the other way, okay? I'm just saying. So, what are you going to do? I just shared, I don't know if you guys have seen it in the group chat. I'm reading. Yeah. A memo from the CFLPA that was just put out. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. Oh, what does it say? They're so pissed off. Well, it, 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 yes, they are. But it is, it is in our best interest as a union for our members to travel, to report to the individual club's training facilities, to be in a position to execute a legal strike. So they want them to travel to the team, but be prepared to strike. Right. Well. So I don't know what to make of this. I mean, there's still two more days to go or three more days. Hmm. Okay. I should hopefully, hopefully, uh, Huffnagel's already got his scab players lined up to play. <laughs> yes. It does say that they are going to be negotiating further. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That the league did table another offer today, of which it did uh-huh. not meet their expectations. Oh. Uh-huh. So what, they didn't raise the salary cap by $3 million? Mm-hmm. My God! No, I got another. Uh, somebody else. There's a, um, a Twitter thing called the Roar Report saying this is all irrelevant till Saturday when the CFLPA caves because there are millions in report and pass bonuses on Sunday. <laughs> good. That's a good point. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. They nego- they're going to be negotiating tomorrow, and I suspect on Friday. And who knows? Yeah. This again can all be posturing. Yeah. I think it's weird, though, that they give the directive not to travel to training camp. Now they turn around and say, okay, travel to training camp. And if you get stuck there, then we'll uh, we'll yeah. we'll get you. Make sure you get home. I think you almost got to read. I I think you got to read between the lines in this statement a little bit. Well, it kind of looks like they're caving, but I don't know. a little. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But we'll see. I mean, they say that, that so they're in a position to. For a legal strength, I don't know. Just get the damn thing done and get on the field. Enough of this crap. Charles wants to see football, obviously. And I, well, and yeah, I, it's stupid. And I, have, and I have been watching the USFL, and that's just not football. Sorry. I tried my it's, best. I really did. It's like watching paint dry. It's horrible. Okay. It really is. I've tried my hardest, especially when I was at home sick. Nothing else on TV. Let's watch this. And I tried, but I couldn't. So, and you know I'm a football nut, so. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, no thank you. That to league, be honest, the XFL, season, the XFL was shocked. better than this. Yeah. was better than that. Well, I guess. I just don't think any of it's very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 
really. Well, Do you want to move well, on to the next one here? Because we. Uh, CFL teams commit to housing and feeding players until the conclusion of strike or end of training camp. So the players go to uh, their training camp facility, like the BC Lions are in Kamloops. Uh, I think Toronto's in Guelph. Um, and if you go there, the teams will pay for you to be there, whether you practice or not. So, that's a concession, wouldn't you say? That don't don't you think that that's a stepping up to being meaningful well, yeah, the, and responsibility? Well, the teams are now saying even if you strike, we're going to pay for your accommodation, which I've yeah. never seen before. No, so I think that's a, that's kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still think they're going to get I it mean, worked out. I really don't do. I, I mean. I mean, you never know. They might put them up at uh, Hooker Row in Calgary or something like that, okay? Because there's a bunch of there's a bunch of scummy motels across the street from McMahon Stadium, okay? So you never know. You never know. I thought it was interesting too that at today's rookie practice in Winnipeg. One of the participants was Dakota Prukop, and he's not a rookie. Yeah, but they need someone to throw the ball, don't they? No. Yeah, but the CFL Charles, rookie camp includes the quarterbacks. Right. But the CFL uh, advised the quarterbacks not to report because the the quarterbacks uh, are – the quarterbacks um, are considered voluntary participants, but it does include them. But at least Dakota Prukop, for one, he was a vet, considered a veteran quarterback, did show up, even though the PA yeah. told him not to. Yeah, well, he said, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to go play some football. And and you you right there you you know what you, you know what word just went for a shit? What's that? Sol- solidarity. Yeah. Solidarity just went for a shit right there. Okay. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. But yeah, no, the quarterbacks usually report to training camp with the rookie. That's true. And they don't maybe they don't not on the field and everything else, but they, they, they start working on playbooks and they start working on on, on filming and, and all sorts of things. There's a lot of things that the the quarterbacks do for the first three, four days that most of the other players don't have to report for. So there. Anyhow. He's just the only one that made the news. And I've heard a report out of Calgary that my my buddy Bo Levi has no <laughs> issues whatsoever going into training camp. So you mean go, we'll see if, I, the, if the old Bo returns? Please explain. You, you mean injury you issues? Explain or? that. Yeah, that is correct. Or, injury or issues. CBA issues. No, no injury issues. Bo's going to come to camp anyways. He wants his money, okay? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's some guys are losing 
$1,000 a week. Bo is losing a little more than that, I would think. So. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? I just want football. Five months, five hundred thousand dollars. He's a he's missing a hundred thousand dollars a month. Then divide that by four, twenty-five thousand dollars a week. There you go. That's a bit of a kick in the bag. Yeah. Right. I know. I wouldn't want to lose that kind of money. Yeah. So. Give or take, that's an problem. So, and, you know, I'm just ball uh, just ballparking yeah, those numbers yeah. really quickly, right? But I think that's pretty accurate. And, and here's the point I made the other day, the day two, when I was talking to someone. Do you really think that the American CFL players are going to sit out and make, miss paychecks over a Canadian ratio rule? If that was well, the only issue, I, I would say no. But there's many no. issues that they're having you problems see, with right now. Right. So. The other, the other thing, the other thing that probably bothers a lot of these players, okay, is a lot of these American players and Canadian players who don't live in the province they play in, a lot of these guys have to carry two homes, okay, and if they're not getting paid, it's pretty tough to carry two homes. Okay. You only have so, to carry a second home if you're there. Right, but they are coming here. So, well, but what I'm yeah, talking about is... If, strike, they're if, not coming. Well, yeah, but if they get here tomorrow or whenever it's supposed to be and they're here for a week with nothing and they go on strike, well, it's kind of silly. So I'm sure they want things to happen. But who knows? I mean... Does anybody win when people strike? No. No. Well, that's not true. I, and and I'll, I'll give you an example. And here's where it is. I mean, I've followed labor disputes my entire life. My father was the president of a national union, and I I was raised in a very strong and powerful union household and a very NDP oriented politically and everything else. And I didn't turn out any of those ways because I actually have independent thought. But um, it, but it does point. explain a lot. But it does explain a lot. No, it it I I do have the focus, uh, the ability to look at both sides of things. And where I was going with this was the post office. Okay, there are two yes. separate unions with the post office. There's the outside okay. workers and the inside workers. Okay. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yes, and the outside workers always went on strike. And the inside workers always took the contract. Okay? And the outside workers would go on to strike, and sometimes for a long time, and the inside workers couldn't work. Because being union, they couldn't they scab. You can't cross the picket right? line. You can't cross the picket line. So they didn't. They lost their wages just as much as the outside workers did, the inside workers, right? But the inside right. workers signed the contract. It was always less than what the outside workers were, were asking for because the outside workers were on strike until they got what they wanted. And sometimes it was yeah. months, okay? And at the end yeah. of, like, 30 years, the outside workers were almost making twice as much as the inside workers, 
And I'm, I'm, I'm spitballing these numbers because I really don't remember, but because it, it's been so long. Um, but yeah, it, it, the, the strike, the action of the strike worked really well for the outside postal workers, and the concept of uh, signing a contract and staying employed failed the inside workers. Right. So I'm just sharing that. So, you know, it's different if the inside workers had been able to sign the contract and stay employed during that period of time. They may have been out better off because they they made up the the wages of not being on strike, but because the outside guys went on strike, they lost their wages anyhow. So they might as well have negotiated in in tandem and gone on strike with them, right? So makes sense. So, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a tough tough scenario to look at, but the outside workers always got a better raise than the inside guys. By striking. I've never I've now, never I've, I've never worked for a union. Um, yeah, okay, I have. So I have. I don't. I, I don't like know. It. I don't know. I I just I I. Uh, and here's a here's a typical union story. I had a I had a girlfriend who worked for MPIC, which is Manitoba Public Insurance Corporation. Okay. She worked in a place called Central Records. Okay. There was only two people in Central Records: her and her boss. And one day, <laughs> the police pulled her boss over who was walking down the street going to work, carrying his briefcase, wearing socks and shoes, and that was it. Okay? Oh. He, he had a bit of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> and okay. so she Sounds had been like there for jump. seven years. She had been there for seven years, and they brought somebody else to be her boss in who had never worked at Central Records, and that's the way the union works, okay? They promote by time served, not what you know. And I just could never I just could never handle that as a human being. Because if yeah. I'm smarter than you and I and I if I'm smarter than you and I do a better job than you do, then I, you're gonna hear about it, okay? So I I was I was in a union once at Scott Paper. I was twenty eight years old. I was a computer engineer and I had, uh, I don't want to say a breakdown, but I, I, I had just, I'd been fed up with that industry and I, I left. I, I wanted nothing more to do with computers. So I left. I wanted to be a garbage man and uh, I found out garbage men only made $18 an hour. So I didn't want to do that. So I went and got a job with, at the paper mill, a union job. And while I was there, um, a posting came up for what they called an instrumentation technician. It's a, a four-year apprenticeship, just like being a millwright, only you dealt with the computer side of the paper machines, along with a few other things, which was pneumatics and a little and, and some, some other some, – a little bit of steam, but not mostly. They, they had steam engineers. And uh, I, I applied for this posting. I was, without question, the best qualified person. I probably could teach – the, the course, okay, I, I, I would have just walked into the job and done it 
even though I had to serve a four-year apprenticeship to do it. Uh, part of the apprenticeship was refrigeration, which I didn't know anything about. So I would be learning something during my apprenticeship, but it wouldn't be something that I needed for the job. Beside the point, do you know who the posting went to? No, I do not know. A 58, a 58-year-old employee because he he passed the test but had the most seniority. Uh-huh. Before before he finished his apprenticeship, he retired. He retired. <laughs> okay. But, as, as opposed as opposed to putting a 28-year-old person who actually was qualified for the job and could do the job immediately challenge the exams and and become the the journeyman and worked the job for the next 30 years, they took somebody that was three years from retirement and made, let him serve. He didn't even finish his apprenticeship. He didn't, get his, he didn't but, become but, a journeyman. You know what? But on the other hand, another friend of mine just retired from, the, from MPIC in Manitoba, Manitoba Public Insurance Corporation, and, and she is probably... I'm going to say five years younger than I am, <laughs> but she left with the big pension because she's worked, been working there since she was like 20 years old. Okay? Yeah, I know. So, and, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, oh, my God, you have a job and you don't have a pension at your job? Well, I know a lot of people think that way, but I've always saved my pennies so I don't need a pension, so if you know what I mean. I do. So, I, I I find it intriguing, but you know, not intriguing. I, I I'm kind of uh, envious right now of of being 60 years old. Uh, some of my peers around that, have, you know, 28 years at the fire department, and you know, union this and union that, and uh, pensions and and, yeah. and everything else. And then I go, well, you know what? I lived a great life where I didn't have to work every day and uh, running my own business and doing everything else. And, uh, you know, selling the business, making some cash, and, and being able to retire, uh, not needing a pension. Right. You right. know, and, you, you know, these guys get 12-week vacation when they're working, and I work my ass off because it was my own business. You, you know, yep. you, you kind of look at that and go, wow, man, I wish I had done that. But then you sit back and go... Well, I'm, you know, having breakfast with my wife, and uh, those, those schlubs are all at work, and, and you know, this, that, and, and everything. Although, although, although I have worked for people my entire lifetime, I've had a, I've had a pretty free reign of what I want to do. And you're an exception to the rule, there, William. You really so, are. You know that. So that's you know, true. But uh, you, yeah, no, and I, whatever. I mean, it's it is what it is, but. Um, but no, I, I look at my stepson girlfriend, and she's 50 years old. She told me last week or two weeks ago she's got she's a teacher. She's got five more years left, and when she retires, she's probably going to be making more money than she did as a teacher. <laughs> okay, which which you know, but she's had to put up with little snot-nosed kids for like 35 fucking years. Okay. I would have been in jail. <laughs> no. Why? Because you would have killed one of them? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. yes. Absolutely. 
I, 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 I have not, I have not, I've told you this a thousand times, Charles, I am not kid-friendly, okay? Not even close. Fair enough. I don't, I don't consider my grandchildren kids. I consider them my grandchildren, okay? So, but anybody else's kids? No, thank you. Sorry. Just the way I am. And I deal with adult kids every day at work, and it's aggravating. So, anyways, should we talk some more about football or what? I uh, yeah. Have you noticed, Charles, okay. as as an admin of uh, Let's Talk CFL group, that there's a lot of posts uh, of videos of people doing stupid things? Oh my God! I'm, just, I'm I'm deleting them one after another. Is, I don't know where they're coming from. I probably deleted 15. I just did one. You know, because I literally delete them and I block them immediately. Yeah. So I don't know where they're coming from. Pretty scary. Okay. So the CFL wants to eradicate. I love that word. Absolutely love that word. CFL wants to eradicate the Canadian ratio and CBA proposal to. Uh, Players Association. Now, this was May 5th, and that was, I love the title, but it was not what it was they were talking about. It was not accurate. That was clickbait. No, it was not accurate. Oh, that was that was a, a three-down nation clickbait, 100%. Um, what they were saying is that they wanted to reduce or uh, eliminate the, eradicate the Canadian ratio during the game. After the starters have played, that's correct, right? So because yes. you only have to have seven starters on a team, so once those guys have gone, you've gone through the first kickoff, then those guys can sit on the bench, and you can have all Americans on the on the team or all global players on the on the field at for the rest of the game. What's yes. the point? What seriously? What's the point in having Canadian players on your team if you're going to do that? It makes no sense. You don't think a guy like Chris agree. Jones is just going to have the Canadian guys out there for the opening kickoff and then bench them all and put all U.S. guys out there? He's, he's going to be the have, first guy to have, do that. He's going to have four Canadian kickers, okay, and they're all going to sit on the bench. Because, like, it's it's silly. So if they're going to do that, then get rid of the Canadian ratio. It's that simple. That's simple. It, I, I, I don't see the point. It's completely useless. It is. I... And, and they want to reduce it from seven starters to five starters. They want to reduce it from 21 players to 17 players and then reduce it to 14 players and reduce it to 10 players. Just fucking get rid of it. Well, the sorry, I, think they're the trying, I think they're trying to phase Edu- it out to appease the, the, the PA. Educate me right now. How many players do you have to have right now, Canadian, on your team? Do you know? 21. 21. 21. Out, out of what, 48? Seven starters. Out of the 53. No. 50, the 53-man roster. No. 
You need to have 21 Canadians and 20 Americans plus three quarterbacks. Right. Because the quarterbacks right. don't count against the ratio. Right. And, 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 and as of the last CBA, if you have a Canadian quarterback, you're allowed to have another American on the team. So if you have a Canadian quarterback, you can have 21 Americans or 21 global players or 21 non-Canadian players. Okay? So BC having two Canadian quarterbacks can have 22 non-Canadians on the field, uh, on the team with 21 Canadians plus two Canadian quarterbacks. So the Canadians do count towards the ratio if they're in the quarterback position. Okay. Um, right? So the, the, the quarterbacks are not exempt from the ratio. They just it, you have to have 21 Canadians. And if any of those 21 are quarterbacks, then the remaining 23 players or yeah, 23 players can that number can increase. It, 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 it's a joke. I don't care what you say. It's just a joke. Yeah, I I didn't realize. I guess I did realize, but I didn't know it was that many players. Like, holy fuck, cut that right now in half, okay? And then well, in another year, cut it in half again. Here's where I kind of have a problem with this: twenty-one players, nine teams. That's a hundred and eighty-nine quality Canadian players that you need to find. Hundred and eighty-nine. Yeah. That's why Lamar Durant was the highest paid receiver on the BC Lions yeah. because you cannot get which I, which I still which I just find ridiculously stupid. <laughs> That's got to be the worst you, thing you, ever. <laughs> it, it is. It's the best example to eliminate the ratio. That you have to pay a starting Canadian player more than an actually good player because you want him you don't want him to be go to another team because you need seven starters mm-hmm. those seven starters are the highest paid players in their position in the league yeah so they're, get, and they're getting the Lions quarterback and they're getting paid on birth certificate not on talent which yeah. doesn't seem right yep no, it does not. So, anyhow. And here's the thing, too, and I've brought this up with a couple people. It says, oh, you have to have a certain number of Canadians. Well, what if it was, like, not Canadians? It was you have to have a certain number of white people or you have to have a certain number of, I don't know, whatever. People would get all up... Well, I'm just saying, if they, let's say that was the case, would they have an issue with it then? Why is it such a different scenario here? Are you saying this could be considered racially biased, Charles? Well, I'm not necessarily saying that, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, though, that if, if it was like that, people would have a huge problem with it. But because it's Canadians, they don't have the problem. I kind of find that hypocritical. 
Hang on, Char- uh, Will. I want to correct something. It's not racial, it, but it is discrimination. Okay. You see, and and here's something I've been thinking about this because I've been sitting at home doing fuck nothing. I've got lots of time to think. Okay, and I have, there's a first again, for I'm everything. Gonna, I know. Once again, I'm going to use the hockey example. Okay. And Charles is a hockey fan, and Christopher used to be a hockey fan. Okay, imagine if the NHL had done that. We would never, ever have heard about Boreas Salming, Alexander Ovechkin, guys like that. We would never have seen those players if there was a, if there was a ratio with this NHL. Okay? Red Hall. And great group of hockey players. Right. All those guys. So this is silly because I think it would only open the doors to more and more talent. Okay? Hey, I really do. I, I, I agree with you, but here's the problem with that. If the NFL, NHL, NHL had a Canadian-only yes. concept, there was only yeah. two teams back then, Canadian teams back then. There, 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 you know, well, and and then there became you know Vancouver came in and then, and then yeah, but, Calgary yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, Edmonton but a lot and of those teams came still, later. Yeah, but a lot of those teams still only had Canadian players, anyways. Okay, of course. In the early they years, they were 100 I mean, Canadian back then. In fact, Montreal right. was almost 100 percent French. French, yes. Well, yeah, because they they had a territorial exemption that all of the best junior players from that uh, region, they got dibs on. But they yeah. dropped that a long time ago. They did. but And, and also, you know, our... our um, I, what do we want to call him, an idol? We'll call him an idol because I absolutely love the man. Don Cherry was so against European players coming into the league. So against... Yes, he was. Like, he absolutely... Mm-hmm. He absolutely just trashed Amer- uh, European players coming in. And yes. eventually he came around to the fact that, you know, they're there and that's what's going to happen. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just, it, I think the biggest problem with the CFL is that there are only Canadian teams. Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. As soon as the CFL grows up and dumps this ratio, then they can expand into America one team at a time, and they can be successful and make money and do it right. I mean, if if there was an American franchise that was did it right the way that Ottawa did, that that, that team wouldn't have a million fans. No. It would have 200 million fans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Without question. And you know what the biggest marketing thing would be, and it would drive me nuts, would be that American team to win the Grey Cup. Just like Baltimore did. That was an amazing boom for the CFL in a time that they needed it. Yeah, it was. Yep. 
And I mean, you think and, about it. You think about it, and I don't remember back then because, quite truthfully, I wasn't watching football. I was busy going to the bar. But it, correct me if I'm wrong. When they let the American teams into the CFL, was there any argument about having a Canadian ratio in the American teams? Yes. Oh, was there a big one? Yep. Obviously not that big. No. Because well, it because U.S. immigration laws didn't allow Canadian players to play on a, an American team if there were American players that were as good or better than them to play on that position. Right. Yeah. They they wouldn't right. let you. They, they wouldn't let you do it. It was illegal. It had to be based okay. uh, who you have put on there was based on you had to be the better player. Right. Right. Okay. So there's Canadians okay. on NFL teams right now because they're the best player for that position for that yeah. team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they beat out all American players for that position because they're that good right. at the position. They're not playing Canadians at, at, at the O-line position in America because they're cheaper. Right. Right? They're playing them in those positions because they're better. So that's how they're getting away with the, uh, the immigration laws right now in America. And also the Americans relax their, their laws a little bit. Um, it, it, you could probably get away with the Canadian ratio down in one American city, but 21 players is ridiculous on a Canadian team. Never mind an American team. And, yep. and if you went down there and, and opened a team in say St. Louis, which I like St. Louis for because the NFL just snubbed them. Um, mm-hmm. If you put the NFL team in St. Louis and you force them to put 21 Canadian teams players on that team. The Americans would fucking laugh at you. Yeah. It'd be an embarrassment. You couldn't do it. You'd have to allow that team to be 100%, uh, not necessarily 100% American, but everybody should fight for the position. And, And, you know, maybe Andrew Harris gets the running back position down there. Not that I believe that he would. But you know what I mean? That could happen. So if for you to do that, you will end up with a team that is absolutely loaded with talent, like the Baltimore Stallions were, and it took them two years in the league to turn around and absolutely dominate the league. No, throughout the season and the playoffs and the Grey Cup because of their added talent. They just had to learn the game. You know, the coaches did, the managers did, everybody needed to. I mean, yeah, they, they hired some, some, some great personnel that already has CFL experience in Don Matthews. And Don Matthews yeah. put a team, a team of coaches together that was amazing, that had so much CFL experience. So they went down there, and, and they were able to create a team that knew the rules. I mean, you look at it, who was in Shreveport and, and Las Vegas. These guys didn't even fucking know the rules, never mind having yeah. experience with the game. They, they, of course they were doomed to, to be beat up by the Canadian teams, who were yeah, they so were. much better. You can't play a game unless you know the rules. Right, and they didn't hire any or hardly any, like, known Canadian guys, unlike Baltimore, that was all uh, Canadian guys. And that's what the big deal, 
They had Don That's Matthews, and then so I remember some of these other ridiculous coaches in the U.S., like Ron Meyer, who they had to drag out of the casinos in Las Vegas just to run a practice. Um, Pepper Rogers, who was an old idiot that coached in the USFL. They had uh, Forrest Gregg, some old grumpy old man, who actually had coached in the CFL before, but he was lousy, so it was just a bunch of idiots. And then you've got Miss Baltimore Fitz. hiring Baltimore hiring Don but, Matthews, but, but, who knew what he was doing, but unlike Greg any of the other guys. Players, Forrest Gregg was he was a great player, player, but he was not a great coach. Yeah, well. Apparently. I'm not saying he wasn't a great player. If I opened a franchise right now in St. Louis, who – who would you have as a head coach? Let me think here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'd go after what's-his-face. Well, if he was That's available, Chris Jones. Or, yeah, know, but another option would be uh, would... Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. 100% Mark Tressman. Yeah. And I would bring Scott Milanovich in as well. Or actually, I, I might, I might, I might go after Mike Riley too. <laughs> well, you're an idiot. Yeah. Although, yeah, he's Mike, coached Mike Riley. No, Mike it's Riley. It's been a long time since. It's been a long time since he coached in the CFL, though. Long yeah, but time. he won two great cups, Charles. Charles, he won two great cups. Yeah, in the nineties. Okay. 90s. okay. Football's football, man. Come on. Okay. But you see my you see my point where I'm going with this thing? I mean, it would be so – you would have a successful franchise in America. And it – excuse me. It wouldn't necessarily dominate the league if the league had the ability to do the – recruit the same players. So ditch the fucking ratio. Bring in one American team – Discover 200 million football fans that haven't been there that are now following the entire league, not just one team. The endorsements go out the, out the roof. I mean, it would just be amazing. And so would the revenue from ESPN. This league yeah. would be so rock solid. It would be so stable. We could start paying our our players. You could end up with a million dollars a year for a quarterback. And then all of a sudden now you've got, you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel and bringing guys over here. You can actually be recruiting them off the, the third string or second string quarterbacks out of the NFL. But y'all got to remember, you got to remember one thing that's so important that most people do not remember they are not the same game. And the players no. that are successful in the NFL does not mean that they are going to be successful in the CFL. And if you're successful in the CFL, doesn't mean you're going to be good at the NFL. There's they actually a story about that games. on the agenda. Was there? Uh, the, I, I think it's the very last one. A list of, of five of six. the biggest stars, either NFL or in college football, to take a crack at the CFL, but none of them ended favorably for the player. Yeah. Right. Play, players who are supposed to dominate in the CFL 
that's said because people don't aren't aware of it. If we had one team down there and people were watching it, they would understand the nuances of this game and realize that it's not the same. It is far more exciting, far more entertaining, and far more difficult to play. And I think we've seen some of the... Yeah, and some of the Americans that are part of our CFL group have backed that up, too. Because I know that there's some Americans on our group that say they way prefer the CFL to the NFL. Yeah, that doesn't... They're just smart. Um, it, it, it would turn around that the future of this league would be just so lit up. I just, I cannot believe it is so fuck and so fucking simple and yet so hard to do. Yeah. Eradicate the ratio. Put a team in St. Louis. Two years later, they were going to win the Grey Cup. Put Winnipeg back in the Eastern Division and be done with it. Yeah, and give Marcus Crandall a job as the head coach or the GM of some team. <laughs> no, well, I, I I would give him the quarterback coach of Ottawa. He could be the Wayne Gretzky of the CFL. <laughs> the Wayne Gretzky? Yes. Yes. He could be uh, the figurehead for, for the CFL. Okay? Uh, anyways. Yeah. But I, it, it just blows my mind. That, and, and to say this, and to put this out on the group, and how many negative Nellies you get coming back at you about how un-Canadian you are and how a, a, you know this, it will destroy yeah, the but, CFL and, and on and on and on. And I just I don't understand where they're coming from and what position they are. It, it's fucking not rocket science. Yeah, but it's, it's so just, obvious. It's just, it's just like, like you can't, you can't reason with them. Okay, they have their opinion and they're going to stick to it regardless of, and they will not, you know this from from discussions you've had online, Christopher, they do not listen to facts. No, no, no. Okay? They don't, you can be reasonable and logical as possible, but they do not listen to it. Okay? They just do no. not listen. And... And you're wrong every single time because because if 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 there's no Canadians in the CFL, there'd be no minor football. Bullshit. Okay, bullshit. How many kids? Oh, it, it's, start, it's the like, Canadian Football League. There has to be Canadians in it. Well, no. How many kids? Do you know how many times football? I've heard that and looked at it and said, "Are you stupid?" Well, no. But how many kids play football? in the beginning because it's fun. All of them. They're not yeah. looking at playing in the NFL or the CFL. Okay? Do, do you know why? And I mean... I don't know about you, Will. Why did you play football? Um, the I main reason, my brother, played, but my brother played football. That's why. He's the guy who okay, got me Okay, I played football for two reasons. You know what they were? 
What was, were they? I got to hit somebody, and I got laid. Well, and and I played football for two reasons, too. The first one was because I, I got to hit somebody, and the second one was that's the only reason I stayed in high school, man, because I got to play football. The football I didn't like school that much. I didn't like school that much. Well, maybe your football players. I was a pretty goofy-looking kid. Okay, so <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so so. I, I got to hit people and I got laid. It was it was it was a no-brainer for me. You know what? No, and and the other thing, the other thing for me, and I've always been. <coughs> I was a cadet for six years when I was a kid. I've always been into really? things that required, yes. My father, Why my father was in the Army. My father was in the Army for 40 years, Christopher, okay? Anyway. Okay. Um, but I've always liked things that required discipline. And I, and I believe because of cadets and because of football, I'm a really, really, really disciplined guy. And I think that's the reason I'm like that. Okay. Very possible. So, yeah. And I and I hate what I see kids today and they have no discipline. It makes me fucking crazy. So they have no honor, and that's even worse. That's that everywhere. Yes, that's that whole generation coming up. I hate to say it, and I'm not saying the whole generation is like that, but there's a lot of them. But a majority. So. I raised my children That's different than that. Um, Me too. So, anyhow, we, we we digress a little bit off of everything. But the CFL yes, wants did. to eradicate the Canadian ratio is a clickbait article uh, headline. It's not what they 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 want to say, but in reality, it's what they should do. And if they did that, I, I still say that you know for the. Just to knock the, the the idiots out of their the logic out of their mouths, I, I don't. I'm not even coming out with the right words. But we need to change the name of the league. Yeah, but you know what? I, I don't think oh, that you matters. Think, you think? You think? Oh, you I think do. You, you know, have it has nothing to do with the. Hang on, Will. It has nothing to do with yeah. the fans in Canada. It has to do with the. Potential for fans in America, and fan, and Americans don't like anything that's not American. You you un-Canadian motherfucker. Okay. Yep. Like, that's what that, you're gonna get. That's what people people are gonna go nuts over this. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I they, don't they lose it. With you. They lose it when you talk about Canadian player ratio. When you talk about changing the name, forget about it. But it's true. If you want to market to Americans, true. you can't use the word Canadian in your your name. Okay, um, I, online I, there there's a phenomenal amount of free publications that you can have mailed to your house. Okay, it, it doesn't matter what field you're in, whether it's electronics, farming, uh, sports, whatever. There's free publications all over America right now. That you can, you know, sign up for, and they will mail you a, a newsletter once a month. Okay. 
not available mm-hmm. outside of the continental U.S. Simply not available outside of the continental U.S. Right. And they will email it to you, but not if you're outside of the continental <coughs> U.S. So, they're, you know, let's just say I, I'm in Hawaii. They won't send it to you in Hawaii. But in Canada, nope. in Poland, anywhere, they won't send it there. And if they email it, it doesn't cost anything to email. Does it matter whether you have a .ca or a .com in your email address? No, it does not. It doesn't cost them a single fucking penny, but they will not email something outside of the U.S. That's the protectionism that the Americans have. Okay? And for the CFL to be completely successful, they have to dump the name Canadian. Yeah, well, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I don't think it'll happen. No, I don't either. There's no chance. That but, would be seen as I mean, such a radical change, you would have people protesting in the streets or something. I don't know. Oh. There'd be people pissed off. I'll never sign my, I'll never buy tickets again. You're getting it now with with just a suggestion of a change in the ratio. Yep. Or well, or people people say they changed the name to, to the Elks. They lost fans yeah. because they changed the name from Eskimos yeah. to Elks. They lost fans. I mean, I, I remember when all these people were pissed off when the logo changed. <laughs> the CFL logo for that. Don't football. take our logo. <laughs> You're trying to change our game. But the logo sucks now, but whatever. And if and if you wanna and if you wanna continue with the logo thing, I mean come on. Out of every fucking name out there, couldn't you have come up with a better name than the Elks? Jeez, come on guys. No. Like well, I, honestly I think the Elks is better than Red Blacks. No, I don't mind the Red Blacks. Elks is like fuck. The Red Blacks oh, is grown on me. Used to it. Yeah, Why don't they change? Uh, yeah, but isn't isn't the Saskatchewan Rough isn't Rough Rider isn't that isn't that a bad name because it 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 is derogatory towards I don't know sex or something. I think they should change it to the Saskatchewan Gophers. Okay, that would be perfect. Like, come on, the Saskatchewan Gophers. Well, they got the they got the giant. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Right. That's all I can say. So let's move on because I I, I, I successfully shut down that that thread right there. Just shut it down. Yeah, I think that's probably a smart idea. Yeah. Saskatchewan Rough Riders have signed American defensive lineman Charlton Hughes does he have anything left? Does he have anything right? Does he have anything down the center? I don't know. How old is Charlton Hughes? 38. 38 years old. And he hasn't played football in three years. 
Because mm-hmm. he was with Toronto the last season, but he didn't play at all. And I would, right. I would, I would, I would venture to guess that's because he wasn't in shape. Because Charleston Hughes has never had a work ethic. Okay, he's always lived off of his God-given skills. I think that's one of the reasons Calgary traded him. Other than money, he just didn't fit. And so. So, and, and hey, you know what? I'm a big Charleston Hughes fan. I hope he does well, okay? I, but I have my doubts. And, he has talent. I mean, he has talent, and he's also a leader. But I'm thinking Saskatchewan is stretching here, man. Like, are they in trouble? If they it does seem like a really weird signing. Yep. I didn't think anybody would sign him this year. I thought Calgary to a one-day contract so he could retire, but that was about it. So his last year of football was 2019, and he was with the Rough Riders. Right. 2020 was a year off. 2021, he was with Argos, but he didn't play. And he 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 did not play. So... And he's... Been and they were the going on three years 2008. now. So this is his, going to be his 14th year in the league, or 14 uh-huh. years since he started in the league. He had one and year I'm, off. And I'm pretty, and I, Philadelphia. And I may be off on this. I may be off on this, but I'm pretty sure Charleston Hughes for the last two years dr- sat around and drank Crown Royal because that's what they drink. Okay? Yes. So just say it. Just saying. And don't forget, yeah. he did have that. Yeah, so, so, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, after I saw that about Charleston Hughes, I, that's when I started having the conversation with what's-his-name from Saskatchewan saying, I think Saskatchewan's going to be last in the West. Okay. I really do. I, I have to correct something here. He was a Toronto Argonaut in 2021. He played in nine yeah. games. Huh. He had 18 defensive tackles and two sacks. So he probably filled in in he those played nine half the games. season. Or in or those nine games, he probably filled in. He was a... Possibly. He was a... Uh, he was a uninjured uh, game day not playing for half of the games or well no he played nine games. There was only it was only a ten game season, right? No fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen game season. Okay, so he missed five games. But I mean if you think about it, I mean before that Charleston Hughes was the sack leader for three years in a row. Yeah, he was. Okay. And then he went to Toronto and he only had two sacks. After a year off, a year of, and I guarantee he didn't do anything in that year off. So, yeah, just saying. Just saying. So, anyways, we spent too much time on him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we have. Um, looking for more. The Stamps I top of the West in 2022. Well, that's a very um, aggressive statement. Um, but I think all teams are eyeing the top in the West in that are in the Western Division. Aren't they? I would, I would so. assume so. I would assume so. Because if you're playing the, uh, if you're playing the football season to be second best, it's you're you're you're, you're you got a problem. An there. idiot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everybody you is do. playing football to win the Grey Cup, and if they're not, Absolutely. then they shouldn't be playing. I agree. But. I, I so, think what the article is talking, what the article is talking about, is they have not lived up to their expectations the last two years. Right. Okay. Right. And they they are they are trying to be better this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there would be much of adjustment if a couple of things happen. So just saying. Well, it pretty much could happen. Well, if you know who plays well, it's probably going to happen, okay? So. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. This league is a quarterback-driven league. If your quarterback sucks, you're going to suck. You're you're correct, but the team has to play around that quarterback because – Honestly, Mike Riley was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he sucked in BC. But that wasn't because of his lack of talent or inability to play the position. It was because the team around him was terrible. He was still the number one. You know, he led the league in, in, in passing until he was injured in 2021. He led the league in passing in 2019 until he got yeah. injured. Yeah, but you don't win football games if your team's not a football team. No, you don't. That's true. We know so, these things. You know, I, you're right. It's a quarterback-driven league. Without a good quarterback, you're not going to win. But with a good quarterback, that doesn't mean that you are going to win. It is without no, question but... the, the most important team sport out there. The team has to function yeah. as a unit. With a good Absolutely quarterback, right. you're, you're unstoppable. But, yeah. Yep. Okay. I think it makes it a whole lot again, easier, though. If Once again, the reason I like football is because football is the ultimate team sport. You cannot do it easy ultimate. unless you rely on your teammates. It's that simple. You, you, I, I will go over and over again and say that, you know, um, Zach Kolaris is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the CFL and has probably in the last decade, uh, he just, he's surrounded by an absolutely amazing team right now. Right. Yep. Let's face it. Hockey players can go out and have an individual outstanding game and score a bunch of goals. Okay. You can't do that with football. Your quarterback has to throw the ball to a receiver. Okay. If the receiver doesn't catch the ball, that is nothing, okay? You you can't yeah. 
That's why it's the ultimate team sport, in my mind. Always has been. It, well, it's, without question. People, you see, people do not understand what it takes to have 12 people all functioning and making it happen, okay? They don't, I'm, I, I guarantee in 99% of the population doesn't understand that about football. It's the most cerebral game out there. Absolutely. It's a unit that works as one. And it's really hard to get guys together all at the same time. And when you do get them all together, it's perfect. Right. You, You absolutely, people do not understand how, cerebral this game is it is a multi-level multi-dimensional chess match where multiple people are in motion at the same time and and it's the same as people don't understand those those fat guys on the offensive line and the defensive line people don't understand how good of athletes those guys are oh i know they're not just big it's true not just big fat guys okay they used to be little, really good athletes, and they grew, okay? It's that simple. Yeah. It, uh, it's one of the most difficult games to coach. It's one of the most difficult games to play. Uh, it's an amazing sport, I mean, and that's why I love it so much, is the intricacies of this game is phenomenal, and people just go out there and watch the football go around. And they think they're fans and they know everything about it and then they can make decisions based on their lack of ability or ignorance of the game. Uh-huh. And it, and and it, it just, is, it just true. absolutely it's, blows my mind. It's true. It's true because most people don't know what's going on out there. Mm-mm. Okay. And I, I'll be honest, so. I do not understand the O-line. I've tried. I've tried well, to watch the O line, and, and that's I, one of the most I really complex. I, it's it's the most complex network of of humans on this planet. I believe. It, it's um, if one it's guy totally, breaks I mean, down, the entire thing awe. falls apart. I'm in Absolutely. awe of, of a great O line. It just I just watch it, and I, I I have nothing to say. I just go yes, yes. And I mean, and I don't understand okay, so, what they're doing. Okay, so because because I come from an era of time where all you did was run the fucking ball, okay, because that's all yeah. we did. There's nothing like going off Being the ball able to and, hit a defensive and, lineman. and and pushing them and pushing them five yards down the field. Okay, yeah, and it was it was mano on mano. Okay. Who's tougher? And that's yeah. one of my one of my favorite things about football. Yeah. So it's a great sport. I just wish people would actually and and if you we're the three of us are admins on Let's Talk CFL and we've been members of this group for years and years and years. It's amazing how you mm-hmm. can get into an argument with somebody who has been a fan for 60 years and does not understand the fucking game. And they game. Don't, know, don't know anything. Yeah. 
I've been a fan for 60 years. And I said, what, you think you should have fucking learned the game by now? Oh, I've used that line numerous times. You, 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 you know, you can be a fan of the game, and I have no problems with that. If you don't want to learn the game, you can still be a fan of the game. You can still support the team, your team. You can still go to the game. Absolutely. You can still do everything else. But don't talk yeah. like you're knowledgeable. Well, you're and not. It's, it's, well, and it's the reason I value this group so much is because I told you guys this before. There was years and years and years where guys would try and talk to me about football, and it was like, fuck, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't talk to me about this stuff, (laughs) okay? And it was hard to have a conversation, okay? And then I discovered the groups online. That's where I started, was looking for groups online, and it got better. And then I discovered the podcast, and that got better. And so this is, for me, this is, this is, I mean, people ask me on a regular basis, are you still doing that podcast thing? And I'm like, fuck, I'll do it till I die because I get to talk about football. Okay? Like, yeah. everybody has to have a passion, right? Happens to be my passion. But when you get morons who don't know what they're talking about, it makes me nuts. You know, I... I'm a, a bit of a firearms fanatic, okay? And I'll uh-huh. admit that I'm a newbie, and I'm, I'm learning a lot about them as I go along. And I sit down yep. and I talk with somebody who is I, – I, I, I'm, I'm a little obsessive about them. I love them, and I, I'm collecting them and, and this, that, and everything else. And my neighbor, who is even more so – I call him the great hunter – he, he, he goes out and kills animals and fills three or four freezers and feeds his family. They don't go shopping. He just goes and kills things. Okay? So right. he, he's, 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 he's really good at it, right? He, I mean, he shoots bears and deers and elk and, and, and moose and all sorts of things. Um, he came to me the other day and he said, you know, our, our friend Barry? And I went, yeah. And he goes, he, he has a serious firearms obsession. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, he has an addiction. I said, what are you talking about? And I said, I'm, I'm, the two of us are looking at each other and going like, we, we have a problem. And he goes, no, 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 this guy is way, way worse. Uh, he just bought five firearms in the last week and a half, okay? And the cheapest five? one is 1500 bucks. Oh, good. Okay. Well, yeah. The cheapest one was fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> okay, so uh, it is a bit of an addiction. But um, I sit and talk to Barry, and he talks about things that I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. Right? No clue. I, I absolutely do not know what he's talking about. But you know what? I respect his knowledge, and I don't argue with him. Well, no, he's got a lot of guns. I wouldn't argue with him either. Right, but that's not the, that's not the point. Um, I know, I was being funny. Yeah, trying to be anyway. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is these, these football fans, you're going to talk to somebody that's knowledgeable about football. Why are you arguing with them? 
Right. They don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, no, shut up and learn. Same, well, and it's the same. It's the same for me because I don't, I don't watch hockey very much anymore. Okay, but there's a guy in my office, and he eats, breathes, and lives the Calgary Flames. And whenever I want any knowledge, I just walk up the stairs and say, "Hey, Lee." What's going on with the Flames? And he has nothing but things to say. And I don't, and I don't argue with him. Okay, I'm looking for no, because you can't. Because he loves this stuff, right? He has an obsession, right? But the the difference is, Christopher, people think they know football. People I, think they know football. Boggles the mind. It absolutely boggles the mind of how ignorant some people are and how knowledgeable they believe they are. Just as yep. they've been a fan for a long time, they think, oh, I know everything. I've been watching football for years. That's not. Then why aren't they just hiring fans as coaches then, if fans are so knowledgeable? If you're such a fan and you know so much about football, how can you possibly say that you're not, you should not be rewarding a, a team for missing a field goal. As soon as somebody says that, I know they have no idea anything about the game of football, and they don't know what they're talking about. Anybody who's trying to remove the rouge from the Canadian game of football has no idea what they're talking about. Very quiet. Did I lose you guys? Nope. Okay. Well, what did you say? I was watching Daryl Sutter on TV. Sorry. <laughs> the flame. That'll put anybody. To, off. That will put anybody to sleep. Oh, I love Daryl Sutter. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> he's one brain cell. He sounds like Rocky. He, he's one brain cell away from people calling him retarded, but you can't say that word anymore. But the guy is priceless. I'm you, sorry. You, I love you him. You can use the word moronic, okay? He, he, you know what? He, you know who he reminds me of? <laughs> he reminds me of Popeye. <laughs> okay? He's got that. He looks like he doesn't have any teeth. Okay? It's it's hilarious. Okay? It's absolutely hilarious. I, I, I just made a very intellectual comment, and you just, like, you were not paying attention. What did you say? I have no Please idea. Please repeat yourself. I apologize. No. Please repeat I'm, yourself. No, I, I, I'm not. Charles, did you hear what he said? Charles, did we hurt? Did we hurt little boy's feelings? Charles, what did he say? No, no, he was just basically talking about whatever he hears someone say that uh, they should get rid of the rouge and they shouldn't uh, reward a point for missing a field goal. He knows that they don't know anything about football. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, once again, it, it's funny because I would have no problem sitting down and explaining football to people from the very basics to all the way to what's going on. But I don't think As people, long as they shut up. I don't think people would listen to it. And I don't think they give a shit. All they want to see, all they want to see is the guy run down the field, catch the ball, and go into the end zone and touchdown. 
And then and the you horse tried to do that, they just argue with you. And right. do a dance. And the, horse they run, want to see the dance. and the horse runs up and down the field in Calgary, okay? Yeah, and they're excited by and they're and they're excited by the rabbit that comes out every now and then. And you know what? That's all fine. That is fine. That's great. I have no issues with that. Yeah. No. But the things that I see during a football game, I guarantee you most other people don't see it. And there's two or three people in my section and Colton Hunchuk's dad, Todd, is one of them, and he sees everything that I see. And we're, we, we communicate back and forth during the game without even talking to each other. So, Do, do you know who the, the, my favorite person to watch a football game with it was, and I, I, I've watched football with a lot of a lot of different fans over the years. Um, actually, there's a couple of people because I, I used to sit right beside James Quick Parker, and that was an amazing. He, uh, things couldn't yep. get better than that. Um, but one of the most knowledgeable people of the game of football, I used to sit with all the mm-hmm. time up in Club Orange. Do you know who that was, Charles? Richard Olson. Richard Olson. When you're watching a game with Richard Olson, you are in awe of his football knowledge. And uh-huh. it, it makes the game so much better when you have somebody who knows what's going on and you can talk to about it. And it's, it's, it's wow. It's an experience to be with somebody who knows what they're talking about. I mean, I, I'm, I'm know, sure he knows more about that game than most players. And you know what the worst experience is? <laughs> sitting next to somebody My at wife? a football game who doesn't. No, sitting next to somebody at a football game who doesn't know anything. That's not necessarily okay. a bad experience. It, it depends uh, on whether well, they want. It is once if they start trying to tell you what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I just, yeah, it's just, it's aggravating. It's just aggravating, but, hey, whatever. I mean, and, hey, if people go to football games for the pure entertainment and they're entertained in certain ways, hey, more power to them, okay? It's great. But that's why I probably don't talk to anybody when I'm at football games because I like to watch what's going on on the field. Well, you know, and the the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans are now talking about how wonderful their team is and how wonderful their stadium is because they can all go up in the concourse level and they can all talk about everything else and they don't have to sit and watch the game. Yeah. And I go, what the fuck's the point in going? The worst thing is, is two people behind you talking about work when you're trying to watch a oh, football game. That- Bugs me. Okay. Well, or they're no, talking no, about you know what I, hockey, or they're talking I, about something I, else. It's like shut the fuck up and watch the game. Are you you spent money to get into this arena to watch a football game? Watch the football game. Shut up already. And that was Club yeah. Orange was really bad for that because there was all these people were up there socializing because it's a party environment, but there's a football game on. Yes. I just find it you know, to get away from them. 
Well, it's amazing how I, I once again, I don't know why I'm bringing up hockey so much. How many people at Flames games these days have their heads down looking at their fucking telephones? Well, I don't care where okay. you are. There's people doing that. Well, no, I realize no. that, but it seems it seems that it's not as predominant, at least from my experience at football games, because I always have my cell phone with me, but it's always in my pocket and it doesn't come out. Okay. Well, you see, so, and when I was at the football games, I was always on my phone, and I'm watching the play and I'm texting and I, I or I'm posting on on Facebook or I'm in a discussion. I'm doing one of those um, game day chats or I'm doing. We're talking about the last play as the next one's coming up. So I I'm, I was on my phone just as much as anybody else, but it all had to do with yeah. the experience of watching the game. I, I, I wasn't searching washers and dryers at at Home Depot. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not on Amazon or I'm not checking out the auctions on eBay. I'm, I'm watching, talking, and playing and, and manipulating football. Uh-huh. That's what I'm there for. And I would, my phone would run out of battery. Especially if there was a game yes. before there on the way to to the stadium, and you're watching it on your phone. Yeah, I've never experienced that. Sorry, I don't What's that? live that far away from the stadium. Watching the game as I go to the game. So yeah, it would take me two hours to get to the game, though. I I know that. I know that. I usually go to. When there's a double header, I usually go to the Stan Peters game, and they usually have the one before on the big screen at the stadium. Yes, McMahon Stadium has a big screen. <laughs> you know what? BC does, BC play so does that. Yeah. BC plays so, does right that until the pregame warm up. Until the pregame yeah. warm up will start, and then they'll start showing the pregame yeah. warm up on the on the screen. Who cares? Why? You watch a pregame Why? warm-up, watch it in front of you. Right. Whatever. But I think okay. it's because they Good. play that. I think it's because they play that rap music and they want to watch all the black guys dance. Did I say that? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Tell me I'm lying. You're lying? True story. I thought you were a True story. Man. True story. I'm telling you. Okay. If you say uh, it three times, it means it's a true story. Yeah. Go on. We have to move on. We have to move yep. on here. Rookie right. camp opens in cities across Canada with the possibility of a labor stoppage unit looming. I got nothing to say about that. We've done enough on that. We're going to move on. The city committee uh, uh, gives Lansdowne 2.0 proposal approval in principle, a good sign of a commitment to the Red Blacks franchise. I, I thought this was a brand fucking new stadium, and now they're talking about li- knocking down half the seats. What? what half of it was. Here? Half of it was. They uh, rebuilt the one, the grandstand on the one side of the field. The one on the other side was still the old one from before. Really? I did not know that. Yes. Now they're talking about tearing down the other grandstand and rebuilding it. Okay. I, I just I, I I couldn't understand why they would knock down half a stadium that was brand new. 
and obviously it wasn't. So, and I didn't Only read part the article. I, I, I didn't get home till quarter to eight. So, um, I, yeah, we were lucky to be on the on the air on time. So I was kind of excited about that. I didn't get to read the the articles on here, but yeah, I, I've seen this several times, and I'm just going. It's a head scratcher for me because, like, okay, I mean. What, who only builds half a stadium? You know. Well, I seriously. think the point was is that well, the the one side was still in half decent shape. It was the other side that was kind of falling apart. So they just tried to. I'm guessing use part of the infrastructure just to save some money. Although now we've come to this and they have to rebuild the other one. So. Okay. Um, so what have they saved? I, I don't know. I, I think it's it, it's a good thing. I mean, yes, everybody wants a new stadium and everything's wonderful. So, cool. Um, I, I have some questions. I really, I'm, I'm going to plead ignorance. I haven't read the articles, and I don't know what this is about. I haven't heard anything about this. Alouette's head coach, Kahari Jones, is on the hot seat in 2020 report. W- what is this? What is this? 2020. I don't know. I don't know, I didn't read it, but I'm assuming that, and we've talked about this before, this could be his last chance. Yeah, I think that's, because, that's what they're trying to say because, with the story, that um, he's got to get Danny some Mach- results. Danny Machocho wants, wants him out of there, I guarantee you, because he's not Danny Machocho's guy, I guarantee it. So, unless it goes with a different... A different angle. Um, yeah, it says he's on the hot seat in 2022. Well... You see, I, I, I'm reading I the article as we go here right now, and I just I, I don't understand yeah. how this can be the coach's fault. They says well, um, you can't. We've lost some significant team. pieces on. De- we've lost some significant pieces on defense, while the offense pretty well remains status quo. It was an offense that was good and not so good at times. This was a team that I think. They were six and four after ten games, and they finished seven and seven. So they didn't finish well. This obviously lost the playoff game. Um, okay, so my question here is: If you're not improving your team, you're going backwards. That is correct. Staying the status right. quo, even when you win the Grey Cup, like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are fans are bragging that their team is the same as last year, that which is the same as the year before. Well, all the other teams are trying to get better. Winnipeg is staying the same. So eventually somebody is going to knock them over. Okay, Eventually. Whether that's this season, next season, or whenever. If you're 7-7, seven and seven, you're a 500 football team, and you lost some significant pieces on defense, and your offense is the same, and you were a mediocre team, 
That's not the coach's fault. No. No, it's not. That's a manager's. That's the management's fault. Okay? The coach. The now, manager's got a. Ottawa was finished two all... and twelve last year. Okay, they they sucked. They suck bad. What did they do this year? They gave the team an enema, and everybody is gone. You don't keep a team that was that bad. Now, it might take them a long time to gel, to become a unit, to be, you know, a productive team right now. And you you need to give them the time and space to do that. But you have to give them credit for an attempt. I mean, they signed the most amount of people in free agents. They've done the most amount of of exchanging of, of, of player turnover, they need to be a better team than two and twelve because that's pathetic. Yep. But Montreal saying that they've lost significant pieces on defense and the offense is the same says that they're not going to be seven and seven this year. They're not going to make that. Well. But the other thing you have to look at, and it also said in the article that Machocha and Kahari Jones don't see eye to eye on things. They have differing differing visions. And I knew that would be a problem because Machocha is a fucking control freak. And he did not Uh hire Jones. He did not hire Jones. And I'm sure he's waiting for him to falter and he will get rid of him because he is the general manager. And and that's all that there is here, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know what? You can't take last year. You can't take last year as anything because there are so many teams, and we have all said it was bad football. There were so many teams that were rusty. They also lost their starting quarterback. And, I mean, how do you expect a guy to do well that way? It's pretty hard to do. So, you know, I mean... If Kahari Jones loses his job tomorrow, there will be people around the corner looking for him. Because if you think about 2019, he had that team going, and there was an atmosphere that everybody loved around that team. So, and I guarantee you, Machocha's goal, Machocha is no, I don't know why, it must be a Montreal thing. Machocha wants to be the fucking head coach. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Yeah, because he wants all he wants all the control. Yeah, he wants to control the whole thing, the coach, GM, everything. And I guarantee I mean, you, be- if you asked him, he would want uh, Trevor Harris starting over um, um, over um, uh, what's it, Vernon Adams, because he's the one that signed Trevor Harris. Yeah, I would agree with that too. So. Harry's days are numbered, I guarantee you. The only thing he can the only thing that can happen without him getting fired is that they have to win the Grey Cup. <laughs> and I don't think that's gonna happen. No. So. Probably a long shot.
It's an interesting thought, and uh, I and I remember asking this question to the three of you, knowing that Rudy is not here right now, uh, a month ago, and it was who do you believe was is going to be the first coach to be fired this year? And I said it was Kahari. And very well may be. I think it could be Kahari or Dickinson. Oh, I... Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Okay, okay, I was going to say. I'm thinking Dave Dickinson. I'm like, that's not the style of... You know, I think Saskatchewan is stupid enough to think that if they got rid of Dickinson, they could let run what's-his-name be the head coach again because he did so well at Edmonton, Jason Moss. So... You wait and see. That's yeah. another thing that's going to happen. That's another thing that's going to happen. I don't disagree with you. I, I do think Craig Craig Dickinson. Yeah, I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I think he should be. His oh, success was very similar if, to if, Benavides. If listen, if they have a four, if they have a four and fourteen season, a Grey Cup year, fuck, he's gone. He's gone. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah, of course. Because they fully expect to be in the Grey Cup this year because it's in Saskatchewan. So, and I just can't see that happening unless they are doing something that I don't know about. I, I don't see what they're doing. I Honestly, I don't. They they Saskatch- signed Charleston Saskatch- Hughes. Charleston Hughes. That's a big fighting right year. Yeah. Saskatchewan is going to be the bottom of the West unless BC sucks more. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And and I, I don't know what else to say. I said Saskatchewan is going to be the bottom of the West. Yeah. And if BC actually if BC actually can put it together, I think they're going to end up in third. And I, I'm sorry, I just cannot see them doing that with the quarterback situation. Hey, but I'm, I'm, I'm it's there to, optimistically it's there to prove hesitant. me wrong. It's there to prove me wrong, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, opti- optimistically hesitant. It's scaring me. But we'll know more. Well, no more in two weeks. Yeah, there's a fifty-fifty chance that it could go either way. <laughs> well, I don't think Just it's fifty-fifty. I think it's a thirty-seventy. Well, I'm being optimistic <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm for not, you, buddy. I'm not giving them fifty. I'm not giving them fifty percent. Okay, uh, I got to do I something know, I'm here that's really important. Yeah, I got to. I got to do something important here, guys. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number four hundred and eighty-six. We've got less than a minute left in the show. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. Uh, we got to talk some football. We're off the script for most of the night, which usually turns, makes a really good show. I'm really happy with it. I, I love talking football with my two buddies, as I'm sure that they love talking football back at us. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it, and Will said so much. 30 seconds left, Charles. Say good night. I, we lost Charles. Yes. Charles just disappeared. Charles, Charles just disappeared. So he's going to say good night. William, right. you have to say good night right now. 
17 seconds. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Go, Halifax, go. Oh, fuck off. Good night, everybody. Cheers.